If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Mike Rowe here with a radical idea. If you want to see more companies make more things in this country, buy more things from more companies who make things in this country. I refer in this case to the incredible t-shirts, sweatshirts, blue jeans, and more made by my friends at American Giant. Everything American Giant makes is made in the United States. And right now, you can take 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com slash Mike. That's American-Giant.com slash Mike. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. All right, everybody. It is Wednesday night, April 5th, 2023. That's right. This is the second of two WrestleMania wrap-up episodes here of the Mindless Wrestling Podcast. This is the WrestleMania Fallout episode. Uh, Last episode, we talked about the WrestleMania card, what we liked, what we didn't like. It was myself, Rob, Jason, and Mr. Ray Cash from The Outsider's Edge. Tonight, got a slightly different cast going on. I am the man with the award-winning beard, DJ. I'm going to go around the room and introduce this cast of characters we've got on here tonight. Starting from the Rob the Genius podcast, the Minister of Truth, the Father of Facts and Figures, the Deacon of Data, the official shoot bear of the Mindless Wrestling podcast, and the man with the golden shovel, which I have no doubt is going to get shined up, polished, and used tonight. Mr. Rob, welcome back, buddy. Thank you. And before we get going, we must wish a happy birthday to the 14-time women's champion. Ah, that's right. 37 today, right? Yes. 37 years old. Congratulations. I saw her on Instagram. She's already in Hawaii, Bubba. Yeah. yeah. They, <laughs> look, I think look, they, they, did the, they did the Brock Lesnar thing. I think they hopped on the plane as soon as the match was over. They, they did, man. She did business, and then she was out of there. <laughs> All right, and last but certainly not least, from the DWI podcast, The Bandwagon Nerds, a man, we need to discuss something here, a man who may formally be known as PC Tunney. I think I think we're doing name change here, because I think he went 0 for 2 on his major WrestleMania predictions for this weekend. Uh, Tunney, welcome back to the Mindless Wrestling Podcast, sir. Yeah. I guess you can call me Pizza Funny if you want. I've done it before. Pizza Funny? Yeah. The artist I've been calling you Tunny so long. I don't think that name change thing is going to no. stick with me. I just wanted to bust your balls about it. No, you know, I mean, I don't want to pull the curtain back too far, but I don't always believe everything I'm saying. And what I'm saying sometimes is just to incite conversation. But nonetheless, I, I do believe Rhea and Charlotte should have been last, but that's neither here nor there. Um, great to be back with you guys. Hey, and, and tonight we're going to do something I know you're not a huge fan of. I know you don't like to get too deep into the internet wrestling community weeds on the DWI podcast, and we're not going to go all the way down that road tonight. But what I do want to talk about here, and you know, we're, hopefully we're going to be joined a little bit later on by Ray Cash. Ray was with the with us on the WrestleMania wrap-up episode. He's running a little bit late tonight. I'm hoping he makes it in here because uh, I know he had some 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 things he wanted to get off his chest Regarding a lot of the fallout that's come out in the last 72 hours since WrestleMania ended, um, obviously a lot of people in their feelings over the um, 
the finish to the main event, uh, Roman Reigns defeating Cody Rhodes in the main event of WrestleMania 39. And we are three days out and people are still burning Twitter to the ground, burning Facebook to the ground. And, you know, this isn't, it is, but it is not the usual vocal minority here. I'm seeing some people that don't usually breathe heavy about things, breathing heavy about this. And it's a little polarizing. I, I really personally, while I'll go down that road in a minute, which we're, we're going to go around here and kind of, kind of set the stage here. But not only that, uh, we had a, what a lot of people are calling just a bad episode of the raw after mania, WrestleMania raw, and some speculation that uh, Vince McMahon may be fully, if not if not fully in charge of creative again, definitely putting his foot back in there, and that he may have completely rewritten Raw in his own image. And you know, a lot of people frustrated with that, and a lot of people, and this I find hilarious, terrified, terrified over the idea of the old man being back in charge of creative, as well as uh, some speculation that some stars may be looking to get out the door. One most notably, Bailey. Um, another one that, uh, for potentially different reasons, looks like Drew McIntyre may be on his way out the door. Uh, Asuka posted a couple of very cryptic tweets and Instagram posts, but Asuka likes to fuck around on the internet. So you never know what's really coming from her, you know, and that's part of the fun of Asuka, you know, is that she plays that internet card and she plays it like a violin. It's great. But I want to wrap around here real quick. And um, first of all, I'm going to start with Tony because we didn't, Tony wasn't on the wrap up show and I haven't gotten his overall kind of feelings. WrestleMania 39, Tony, hit or miss for you? Oh, night one was almost perfect. I mean, really, it was such a really good night of wrestling and storytelling and. The way the card was put together, it was just a really, really good night. Absolutely loved it. I would say like nine, maybe maybe a little higher if I go back and watch it again. Night two had its ups and downs. Um, okay. I, I love that Roman held on to the title. Uh, you know, <laughs> the Cody will get his time. It's just a bigger build for him, and we're building the legacy here. It's, it's not a bad thing. Um Shane fucking blowing out his quad is one of the most hilarious things. And I'm watching this going, yes, that that just happened. It looked like he turned to go back because I know he did the uh, drop down and then leapfrog, and he was looked like he was looked like he was turning backwards to catch like a a, a power slam or something, and yeah, and he just went down. And then kudos for him, he tried to get up, but he he couldn't get up. Um, yeah, he was he was done, man. And the the best part of the whole thing was Miz. Still running the ropes after he went down, and I think by the second time, Miz is like, "Oh, wait a minute, he's not getting. <laughs> we out. need to call an audible here." Yeah, um, <laughs> I thought it was funny that you could hear the ref audibly at least a few times, so at least three times, tell Snoop people's elbow, um, and then what 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 Miz put out today, uh, or in the whatever interview he did, and the quote he had about he's done with dogs, he's not drinking gin and juice. No more doggy style. Apologies to my wife. I mean, this guy. Absolutely <laughs> elite level. This guy's amazing, and he's done so well for himself. And good for him for turning it into, like, a potential record. He had three impromptu matches, right? You know, it's just yeah. it's, it's insane. Um, night two, probably closer to a seven. But overall, you know, like eight, eight and a half for the whole thing. I'm not mad about any of it, so. Okay. 
Were there any, aside from, you know, you made your predictions, but were there genuinely any booking decisions that you were unhappy with? There was one, and it was only for about 24 hours because I went back into work the next day and talked to a couple guys who were also wrestling fans, and we were talking about this and that and the other. And I, and I said, the only thing I was didn't didn't really agree with, with is why did Omos not go over Brock? It just didn't make sense to me until until Monday Night Raw, and I went, oh, hmm, okay, Brock's not really going anywhere just yet, so, got Yeah, that's one thing I found funny. We talked about that match on this show two of the last week when we did our our pre-show. So many people were just not looking forward to Brock and Omos, and I think this show collectively really thought we were going to get something fun, and we did. We did. We said it was going to be short, it was going to be sweet, it was going to be heavy hitting, and it was all three of those. Yeah, I mean, if anything, it was a little bit of a rub for Omos. Not a great one just because, but he did kind of go in there and handle Brock like no one else does. So we'll see where that puts him. Um, I was really pulling for Sheamus, too. But you know what? Gunther is, is it's another form of storytelling. That guy is being groomed to be, he could be the guy, actually, at next Mania to beat Roman Reigns. They could carry this oh, out for I, another year. Yeah, I, I, I like like you, and I th- again, I think I speak for most of the guys on the podcast here. We were all pulling for Sheamus. We wanted that that uh, that moment for him to capture that one championship that he that's eluded him for his entire career. But again, I have no no complaints over the ending of that match because we got such a such a classic man, and it, it's the Smash Mouth style that I love. Great setup, um, great visuals. Just great storytelling, a lot of great matches. They they do it every year. It's 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 WrestleMania for a reason. It's one of the biggest shows in the world every single year for a reason. Hundred and sixty plus thousand over two nights. Good for them. So that's yeah. that's crazy, man. Just and just the when you look out from the stage and you just look at that the uh, the, the crowd from the stage, just absolutely incredible. I can only imagine the goosebumps when you first step out and you soak that up, and you, you feel it in your bones, that's got to be, like, a high that you can't replicate. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I always just, like, I always think back to Ricochet that one year, like, his first time coming out there, and just the look he had on his face, you know, when he came out from behind in the curtain or whatever for the first time, he just looked out there and saw all those people. Yeah. Like, I've never performed in front of this many people in my life I'm here. I made it. I arrived. And that's pretty badass. Yeah. Like that's that's badass to, to see that from that perspective. So so let's rip the band-aid off here. Let's let's get right into the uh, the Cody Rhodes discourse and the the you know just the the absolute meltdown. And I'm, I'm I hate to do this without Ray here because I know Ray has a lot of thoughts, and maybe if he makes it on here, we'll rewind and, and get his thoughts here. But just <laughs> There's two ways that I looked at Roman versus Cody for WrestleMania 39 as of just removing everything I know, having been in the business, having an ear to the ground with certain things and having just enough of my head behind the curtain to know a few things just as a fan. I was invested in the Cody Rhodes story. Roman did his part. Cody did his part. WWE did their part. And in my heart, just my heart, I had Cody Rhodes winning. I did as a fan. 
in my head, when you look at this logically, there was no way that Roman Reigns was losing on Sunday night. This, the trajectory WWE is going on, they are literally, and we're going to talk about this too, that the sale of WWE is impending. Do you, in the middle of trying to sell this company, take your hottest star and your biggest attraction and, and remove him from that and put somebody else in that spot? I think the answer is no. At least you don't take a gamble on it at this point. Um, but just the, the meltdown from people afterwards has just been incredible. Rob, what's your take on a lot of it? Okay, so um, I'm a big believer that the simplest answer is usually the, the right one. Um, so, I, I mean, I don't buy into all of this kind of super deep, you know, thinking, you know, about the sale and this, that, and the other. Um, I think they just look at it like we can get some, we can, we can squeeze some more money out of this. So why let's, let's hold it off. Um, and, um, I think that's basically just what it is because if it look, if, if, if they felt like this was something you had to do now, because it would this way, if they felt like if we do it now, or we have to do this now because we only got a few more months before people start kind of checking out on Cody, then I think they would have done it and they would have milked it for everything they could get like right now. Um, but they don't feel that way. Uh, I think uh, they feel like they definitely got something long-term with him being a top guy. And they think, I think they think that there's just, they can squeeze some more money out of this. So, you know, don't, we don't need to do it yet. Uh, that, I think that's just all it is. Um, okay. And I think, you know, and, the, and they got a story, you know, and they got enough creative to get them to when they're going to do it. Because um, as we see, they, you know, Brock Lesnar gets, inter, you know, put into the equation last night. And that's enough. You know, you can squeeze a couple months out of that. And then, you know, I mean, you can get to SummerSlam. SummerSlam's in August. It's it's April. It's not that far away. Uh, if you want to do it there, or there are the the spec down at MSG is sometime around that same time. I've heard people throw that out there as a possibility. Uh, yeah, Ray Ray talked about that on last night's episode. Yeah, on the so, WrestleMania wrap up. Um, they're doing uh, SmackDown on the twenty, no, the seventh, because they're coming to me the twenty first. Okay. So the seventh so is at Madison Square Garden. Ray seems to think that they'll they'll pull the trigger there. Now I think what you now <clears> if <throat> if they're going to do that. Then I think you it, it shouldn't you can't have it be just like a you know when the show opens up I want you tonight okay we'll go tonight you can't you no if you're gonna do it there you can't no, well no. if Cody wins the money in the bank which comes before that then he can call his shot whenever he wants yeah but I'm just saying if, if you're gonna do it at that show then you you need to set then you need to set that up and because you can make that like the the you know when the Hogan Andre show I mean you you're not gonna get 30, 30 million people watching but you can you can properly hype that into a major television event, yeah. If you want to do it there, and I, I and that's, but you know, but you know, they they got enough to get them through the next to whenever they want to do it, and they're not going to do it. They're not going to hold out till next WrestleMania. That's not going to happen. Um, but they got enough juice to get them a few more months to do this. So why not? I mean, because once, because look, once he wins, the clock starts ticking. Yeah. 
And 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 we don't know. We don't know if this again. The, the real question with Cody is just longevity. You know, is this a thing that that he can sustain for a couple of years? Is this a thing that he can only keep up for a couple for a few months? Um, we're not going to find out until it actually happens. Um, well, and that's but, the thing you never know. This this tribal chief Roman Reigns run could have fallen flat three months in. Yeah. You never know what wrestling fans are going to latch on to long term. And that's really that's something that they don't understand. You right. know, as wrestling fans. You never know. And so, um so yeah, you you don't. And it's just so and you know, we won't know until now. I think you know, it's this is not gonna be an ultimate warrior situation when he does win. Okay. He, like he's he's not gonna flame out in like a month or two. All right, but we're right now you know, right? You're making good money right now with with the way it is, and you can squeeze out a few more months of the good money you're making right now. So why not do it? Okay, Tony. Let me ask you this: a lot of the discourse seems to be that they missed a huge opportunity. Cody's never going to be hotter than he is right now, and a lot of people now are acting like Cody Rhodes is damaged goods. What's your take? Oh, man. All right. I'll do this. I'll do this with you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm leading him. I got took him by the hand, and I'm leading him down the road. <laughs> Fucking morons. Why are, we, why, are we, why are we talking about a moron's opinions? Um, You know, that's... It, it, okay. Let's just say that that's true. When's the next time you're going to get close to a thousand days for a champion well i forgot about that that i forgot i should have mentioned how much that in juice there is still left in that bloodline story a lot and i said that on the last episode i was like look i was like the cody second, can win that thing the second roman loses that title it's over it's done there's no more it hasn't yeah. been it's been built nicely but it, it there's so much more that's why it's so good Cody will be fine, you guys. Cody will just keep on struggling, and one day he will win the title. I guarantee you that. If not Cody, who, in my opinion, is the question? We all know Brock can't have a title match until Roman loses it because that was the stipulation of the last time he lost. Yeah. That's why he came out on Raw because that stipulation of if you lose the tag match, you and your partner can't have a title shot. Well, Brock, that didn't matter to him. Yeah. Um, but if not Cody, who beats Roman and when? Well, it not happened until at least SummerSlam. And I'll be honest with you now, it's most likely Roman's going to hold this title, barring injury or, or sickness, uh, until WrestleMania 40. How, how do you build a bigger WrestleMania 39 main event? Well, do you have Roman hold it on and wait and see who's the hot man at the time, right? Maybe you don't yeah. commit and you wait for something like Sami Zayn. But for me... I'll give you three names. If not Cody, then who? I already said Gunther in a conversation we had earlier. Could be a guy. Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns at WrestleMania 40 is like Hogan versus Macho Man 2. And I know a lot of people don't understand when I say it, but Roman and Seth are Hogan and Macho Man 2.0 in this day and yeah. age. Okay, as far as how to carry a company. And I'll give you a third one that's out there. Because beating Roman Reigns at WrestleMania 40 in the main event for the Universal 
tag, you know, uh, combined titles, right? What a bargaining chip to bring one Kenny Omega to WWE to finish his career when his contract oh, expires. God, no. God, you just disgusted Rob. I think Rob's got to go brush his teeth now. I'm not a giant Kenny <laughs> Omega fan, but think about the, the like you take every wrestling fan is in on that then, whether you like WWE or not. Okay. Okay. It, okay. Look, if they if Kenny Omega beats Roman Reigns, I will turn into I will will turn into JD from New York, and I will go. I will do a three hour I, YouTube listen, video. I, just, just, I wouldn't. Okay. You know, my name is Rob's pizza. chair will flip over backwards. Yeah. yeah, I wouldn't be pizza funny if I didn't throw one flyer at you. You know what do you want me to do? Okay. I mean, I, no, I, um, yeah, I will do a three hour YouTube video where I scream at the at the at the computer screen. Louder and louder and louder. <laughs> okay. And then start throwing things. The more the more Rob like guarantees this isn't gonna happen, the more I'm like, man, I hope this happens. That'd be I so hope cool. this happens. Just so we can see him have a meltdown yeah. on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to record that night. <laughs> we'll have to like Rob oh, sit down. <laughs> well, just once it's announced, it'll be he'll be like, Oh no. Oh God! Yeah. Here it comes! Here I mean, it comes! I mean, look, look! I, I would drink a whole bottle before the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, so many people. I just, my God, it's like they don't understand what they're watching. Like, yeah, there was a great story there with Cody, with Cody winning Sunday night. There really was. But then what? And I posted this on Twitter. This was my take. I said, "You people will be more angry longer." about Cody not winning then you would have been happy if he had won Sunday night. I seen that. That was a really good, uh, you know, and, and if really you don't understand message. what that means, you're probably exactly who I'm talking about. <laughs> well, because we, we have a prime example of that from 2019. I mean, we 2019, we walked out with Seth Rollins, Becky Lynch and Kofi Kingston. And the very next night there are people chanting AEW with Monday Night Raw because they didn't get the undisputed era. Debut. Absolutely. Okay. You know, yeah, they, I mean, they they checked out on Kofi Kingston, Becky Lynch, and Seth Rollins, you know, in a in a hurry. In twenty four hours. It's as Daniel hours. Ryan says, wrestling fans are what? Fickle. Fickle. It took them twenty four hours to chant AEW because they didn't get the undisputed era on Monday Night Raw. Cue it up, Tony. <laughs> Working on it. I know you're I know you're fishing for it. Okay. Hang in there, pal. Uh-oh. <laughs> well, we're not going to sit here with this pregnant pause because that's kind of awkward. No, we're yeah. not. <laughs> but, um... It's like Daniel Bryan knew. Yeah. <laughs> it's um, like and, he knew what he was talking about. But, yeah, but you're absolutely right. Um, look... <laughs> It's not that big of a deal. It's the, it's the guy's first title match. In fact, in fact, I wrote a whole thing today about that very thing because people start invoking the name of Lex Luger. Oh, that's an egregiously bad take. Cause, and I and like I said, the thing that I wrote, Lex Luger got he got look he got cucked like four times before the Yokozuna match. Okay. All right. I mean the the thing with Yokozuna at SummerSlam was like the fifth time. That it happened to him. Right. Okay. It's an, um, so I'm sorry. Somebody losing one match, their first shot at, at whoever, you know, the, whoever, whoever the champion is. Right. I mean, 
not beating the world champion in your first ever title match is not some horrible thing. Well, if it is, if, if, the, if, if your career is, is that fragile. Ruined, yeah, exactly. If, it's, if it is that ruined by losing one match at WrestleMania to the, to a guy who's been champion for over two years and, and all of that, if, if, if it's ruined, then you're not that guy. Well, let's put that into perspective. Cody Rhodes lost his first title match Sunday night to the guy who lost his first title match to Brock Lesnar. Yeah. And then lost his second title match to Brock Lesnar. Yeah. Okay. So, and I think it turned out okay for Roman. And we got a run in here. I want to welcome Mr. Ray Cash as he puts food in his mouth and can't answer me. <laughs> Ray Cash, <laughs> welcome back to the Mindless Wrestling Podcast. So, bro. Hey, so, uh, man, we're just getting into it here. You haven't yeah. missed much. So, again, I mean, that happened to Lex Luger. On, that was the fifth time that happened to Lex Luger when that happened. Okay. So, to equate the two is, is you, again, you're either lying or you're stupid. All right. Both. And that's that's all that is. Um, and if 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 your career is ruined again, because because, you know, what this reminds me of this reminds me of all of these idiots that, that, that to this day, it is 2023 and there are still idiots on the Internet that will tell you that Oscar was buried. OK, that she hasn't been the same ever since. And this is the same. Now I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to go on and on about that. But there are people. It is the same type of stupid logic. And and also, look, Cody hadn't lost a match before this one, so to say, we look the same thing, right? Um, and and so I'm sorry if he's ruined. If he is ruined because he lost a match, his first ever match since coming back at WrestleMania in the main event to Roman Reigns after like three run-ins. If he's ruined after that, then he was never that guy to start with. And you were never into him like that anyway. Like I said earlier this morning, were you rooting for Cody or were you rooting for the calendar? Okay, which one is it? Because some of you folks, y'all were rooting for the calendar. You looked at the calendar and you said, oh, well, they got to do it now. It's been almost three years. And that's exactly what some of y'all were doing. And Cody is like the best possible candidate that's emerged. And you looked at the calendar and you said, it's been long enough. So you weren't rooting for Cody. You were rooting for the calendar. Yeah. And you shouldn't have been rooting for the calendar. Okay. Sorry. You don't root for the calendar. That You don't. Okay. If you root for the calendar, this is what happens. <laughs> okay. So, Mr. Cash, you already know what we're talking about. Have you got anything mm-hmm. to add in here? I do. Uh, I know this sounds ridiculous, but I disagree with a lot of what re- some of what I've been saying. I, oh, I, oh, who would have thought that? <laughs> ultimately, ultimately, you're right. Like, expectations need to be tempered in certain situations. And, like, a dude can't lose his first match and be buried. I'm with you. But I do think a dude, a person can lose a match and never be the same again because of that loss. I think that's a real thing. Okay. Right? Yeah. That's a real thing. And so your Oscar situation is one of those. Oscar was never at the heights that she was after losing to Charlotte. Didn't ruin her. She won multiple more world titles after that. But she, the mystique of Oscar being, having the greatest streak ever, uh, undefeated streak ever in history, even surpassing Goldberg's, was dead. 
right? Again, this it's not that's it, it wasn't it didn't hurt her in the way that was unfixable. But now we don't look at Oscar the same after that as we did before. One loss can change that momentum. Cody isn't in that in that situation because Cody's never faced any adversity, right? We watched Oscar face adversity the entire title run in NXT and the entire build that year to get in the Royal Rumble and winning and getting to the main event. We watched her face adversity. Cody hasn't faced any, right? And like Jason said on the last episode, you can't say that the peck tear was adversity because he won the match. Yeah, with the peck tear, right? Right. But when you say the thing about you, you can't root for the calendar. Debbie, I'm speaking specifically about WWE. I, I can't speak about any other company in this regard because WWE, they say that the kind of the sign on the marquee, so to speak, they say that they are here to put smiles on people's faces and they sell moments, right? Mm-hmm. Those are the two things they say. No matter how you feel about it, whether you thought Cody should have lost, you thought Cody should have won, you thought Roman should have won, whatever it is, you cannot deny that there is a moment that will never be able to be re- replicated again if Cody would have won. I'm no, not I saying d- it's the right moment. I disagree. I'm not with saying that. it's well, then you're crazy, and I mean that with love, but you're crazy because <laughs> that um, you don't have to like the moment, but it would have been a moment of a history making, repeated for the until the end of history moment. Like, there's no disputing didn't, that. If you're disputing that, you're being purposely flippant. But didn't that happen anyway? You're not hearing what I'm saying. You're hearing what you want to hear. I'm saying Uh-oh. the specific moment of Cody winning was a would have been a moment. Everything could have been a moment, but that specific moment is not going to be replicatable. That moment in time, his first ever WrestleMania back, coming from AW, the prodigal son returning home, the spe- the whole never lost the match, getting to WrestleMania, fighting the t- peck tear, the it, that moment will never be replicated again. He'll he can still he'll still gonna win the title, still gonna be it still can be big, but that specific moment will never happen again. And if we're and the company has told us to look for moments, and it's understandable when people don't get them, why they get upset, right? And that makes sense to me. That's you know not, anybody can disagree with that. I'm fine with that. That's just I'm that point. It's very everything, everywhere, all at once. Okay, oh. that's fine, but it's real. All right, let me, um, let me say that. Let me say, hold okay. on, one more thing real quick. Oh, one more thing real oh, quick. Okay. No, I'm, I promise I'm going to get right back to you. Just 30 more seconds. No problem. Go, go. The thing about the calendar is, it's, you can, it's nothing wrong with rooting against the bad guy more so than rooting for the good guy. Nothing wrong with that. I think it's almost better in many cases if you're rooting for, rooting against the bad guy. Because that lets you know how good the bad guy is, that it doesn't matter who the guy is fighting him, we want to see him get beat. That lets you know the bad guy is doing a damn good job. So if people are tuning in to watch Roman lose, if people were tuning tuning in only to see Cody win and he lost, they're not going to watch no more. But if people are tuning in to see Roman lose, that they're going to keep watching until he loses. So that's why you can have Drew have the big moment at Crash Castle and, and, and lose and keep coming back. And KO have the big moments at Royal Rumble and all the pay-per-views and keep losing and come back. And Sammy and Finn before and Edge and Brian and Jay and all run the list down. Because people are watching to see Roman lose. And if part of that is the calendar, 
then that's a good thing. I think in my opinion, right? Because ultimately the desired reaction, what WWE wanted happened. People are incensed and that's a good thing. That's a good thing. People should be upset because the bad guy beat the good guy at a spot where everybody in the world thought the good guy shouldn't have beat him. The bad guy cheated incessantly to beat the good guy after telling the good guy that his daddy told him he's a better Rhodes than him. That is what people should feel. So, I, I, so like, I, I, people should be upset. Now, people should people be upset outside of the of the auspices of professional wrestling, where I'm I'm canceling Peacock and I'm watching again. And no, that's excessive because now you're stepping outside of the guise of the show. And, and we've talked about that before because Rob asked the question months ago: Are you rooting for Cody Rhodes? Or are you rooting for Garrett Runnels? That's, well, yes. yeah, and yeah, and yeah. And, but we, people don't root for people anymore. Are you serious? I don't think so. I truly don't think people root specifically for people anymore. Like, not to, not, not, uh, let me, let me, let me amend that. You, you're always going to have stands. Every, you're always going to have stands. It's the Sasha crew and the Bailey buddies. And you're going to have stands. But I, what I mean, what I mean by that is, I like to be Bailey's buddy. Why well, look here? <laughs> but, but what I mean is, the same adage in business that ten percent in any business, ten percent of the people are gonna love you regardless, ten percent gonna hate you regardless. The eighty percent. I'm ignoring the stands like you ignore the ten percent that's gonna love or hate you. I'm talking about the regular people who can be swayed by what they see based on the story. Like, there is nothing a human being can say to Rob to say, Charlotte sucks. He's going to support her regardless, because that's his girl. He's supporting Ashley Flair, playing Charlotte. Yeah, I'm with you on that. But most people pay attention to the person, to the, to the, to the character and the story. That's that, listen, no, no, right, right. I have said on this show repeatedly that I do not know Ashley Flair, okay? And that she seems like a nice enough person, but I don't really know her. And so, I'm, no, I'm not. No, not but really. you defend the personal attacks against her because they attack they attack Ashley yes. for pulling backstage shenanigans, for politicking, for all of that. And that's, to be fair, that's what you defend. Yep. Okay. Well, and, and rightfully so. Rightfully and, so, because they unfairly attack her. And, well, yeah, okay. But what I'm saying, okay, so when people were saying that, okay, for example, okay, Rhea Ripley... The character has been doing dastardly foul shit for a year. Mm-hmm. So if you, these people were saying that Rhea Ripley deserves redemption for what? For getting beat three years ago by Charlotte. But she's an evil piece of shit. You don't get redemption. You're supposed to come up and Shades of Grey, brother. You're right. But Shades of Grey. But what does she? So here's my question to you. In, in regards to so that, so they specific, were they're rooting for the person playing the character because and, the per, they saw the person play the character. They saw them lose the match a couple of times. We're to smart. Charlotte. Why do you so think they, we read the dirt sheets? Yes, we care about the behind the scenes stuff of it. But let me ask you a question in kayfabe. Okay. In the in the feud of Charlotte and Rhea, from the moment Rhea won the Royal Rumble to that match Saturday night. What did Rhea do to Charlotte that was dastardly? Nothing, and that's because, and that's on Hunter, and that's on the bullshit. That's no, no, why no, 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 no
that's why I've been criticizing the whole build because they should have had her do something. I respect that, but what I'm saying is your your original your original starting point was why are they pulling for the dastardly despicable heel? What did Rhea do in this feud that was dastardly despicable? If anything, Rhea came off as the babyface in this feud to me because Charlotte kept showing off of how Rhea, you're not good, you're not ready, you're not good enough. I'm the person. Remember what happened to you three years ago? Okay, and well, Rhea sucker punched her one time when they had to when they had to fight. So, did she say, no, yeah, yes, she did. Yeah, she, Dom got no. in her face and Rhea I, reached I around and uh, yeah. okay. got got a piece of her. But um, but that's we're going off on a tangent. Basically, what I'm saying is, people, I mean, I, now just just disagreeing with your point that people <clears> don't for the the particularly the IWC they absolutely do root for the person. No, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, you're right. I, I. Mm. Now, like the no, yeah, the normal right. fans, the norm, the people who are not in the IWC, the normal people who just watch the TV show and when it's over, they turn it off and go to bed. Those people are not. No, they're not rooting for the people behind the characters. But the people I, who listen to this podcast, a lot of them, the people who are on Twitter all the time talking about pro wrestling, those people are absolutely rooting for the people playing the characters and not the characters. But don't you think there's a lot more of the people who just watch the show and keep it moving than than us? Yeah, but we're not talking to those people now, are we? That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. That, that's very that's very fair. Yeah. I uh, personally am talking to everybody. <laughs> but um Pizza Funny is a man of the people. Yeah, but my all of the people. My thing about the calendar is just yeah, my people's commercial. My thing about the calendar is just that at least again, look, we all interact with we we interact with some of the same people, but we all interact with some different people also. Sure, sure. And um you know, amongst the people who I've seen a lot of interaction with, there was there was a lot of, okay, it's time. And I and, agree with that notion. And, I completely and, agree with that notion. And and then also because you know, and then Cody is the Cody has is is the best possible candidate who has emerged through all of this to do it. And people are saying, and there were people saying, it's time now because. For like when, when Ric Flair was champion, okay, he had a couple of reigns. He had a couple of reigns that went like over a year. He had one reign that went over two years, mm-hmm. right? And like you were saying, people wanted to see him get beat. When he did, when he when he found some way to escape with the title, they were pissed. But they weren't looking at the calendar, saying, "Oh, it's been two years, damn." I they were mad. You. The, they were they were mad. At the, they were mad that night. And I will they, never retire. <laughs> they were mad. That night that he got over on whoever they were rooting for, they were mad right. then and there. You're and right, they, but they like also they, couldn't check their phone and see what Rick Flair, what Richard Flair was gonna do the next night, what flight he was on, who he was treating last night, what girl he was fucking walking out of the bar with the tea. It's a different level of access. But it's not about. But okay, but they. they but all I'm saying is they weren't. They weren't. They weren't mad that he had been champion for two years and hadn't lost. But they, they but were, it does. They were I'm mad sorry. that he. They, they were mad that they weren't mad because he'd been champion for two years and nobody beat him yet. They were mad because nobody, the guy didn't beat him that night. But those two, but those runs you're talking about weren't on episodic weekly television every Monday and Friday every week for three years. Those same people also weren't on in a world where you can follow every single thing that's happening in wrestling on your phone, on your computer, the access we have. It's a different world now. That's that's the beauty of it back then. You didn't if you were in I live in Houston. 
Houston had its own wrestling with Paul Bosch that was different than Dallas. You didn't know what was going on in Dallas in the 70s here in Houston. That's four, 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 that's four hours up the road, three hours up the road. You damn sure didn't know what was going on in Crockett in, in Carolina or in, 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 in AWA with Ganya in Minnesota or Eddie Gilbert in Florida or Vince in WWE, WWF in New York. You didn't know. Guys, so two wait, years didn't it's matter. Important. It's important for the people listening to know that while Ray was running through the territories – he was pointing it out on the map around his head. <laughs> yes. And he I just want everybody to know that. I, yeah. yes. just wanted people, like, that's important for people to know that you were putting in that much effort. The, theater of the mind. Theater of the mind. Yeah. And he was geographically accurate. Love well, you, okay. <laughs> but, <laughs> oh, okay, well, well see, see my, my, my way of thinking is that, look, if you, do, if, if you do something stupid today, it's not the technology's fault, it's your fault. No, but I, I get what Ray's saying here. It was a different time back then. You didn't like I take Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan had the his initial run was what in fifteen hundred days or some shit like that. I don't even yeah, remember bro, what the number bro. was. It was, it was four years. It was, it was you four literally years. saw him like saw unless you went to the house shows or some shit like that on TV. You saw Hogan what twice a month maybe. Yeah, maybe. but it, but but okay, and but wrestled by, maybe four times a year. He wrestled oh. four times a year. And we're also dealing with a much different generation of fans. And what well, was the it? Thing. Um, All right. In, in 1980, in January of 1988, I knew that Hulk Hogan had been champion for four years. Okay. No internet, no nothing. But I knew, I knew because I've been watching the TV and he didn't lose. I've been right, watching but in this ADHD three. generation of people, can they tolerate a three-plus-year championship reign well, they, they before they start because, tuning out? And I think this so, is the risk you run. Well, I've, they have so far because the, the, for two years in a row, the TV ratings have gone up. And that's the first time it had done that in well over a decade. Um, okay, so, yeah, they can tolerate it. 1,474 days. Hogan won. He beat, he beat um, – Iron Sheik, and then he lost to Andre the Giant in 88. Okay, um, I thought it was right around the 1500 mark. 1474. But... Okay, so we're, ju- we're just shy of 1,000, right? So after yeah. next year's um, WrestleMania, if he holds it till then and wins again and, and the internet wrestling community loses their mind again, which I could care less over, <clears throat> we'd, be, we'd be at yeah. over 1,300 days, right? At okay. least probably more. So you'd only have you'd have less than 150 days. That puts you to SummerSlam in 2024. If you would win at SummerSlam, that'd be that'd be how big SummerSlam would be then in 2024. Roman Reigns, if he wins here, he likely doesn't have to defend it again to Royal Rumble. He will surpass that reign, the yeah. WrestleMania era reign. All right. Okay. Because uh, to me, it's not. If you're if you if you're saying that oh he just has to lose because he's had it for X number of days and it's been long enough, then to me then you know I'm gonna laugh at you, okay? Because what what do you think uh, the odds are, Rob, of him surpassing Bruno's record of 2,803? Well, no, of course not. No, no, that's not happening. No, but I, I mean, still don't that's think he's passing it. Hogan's record. 
No, I, I, I don't. I don't either. Right yeah, I think the thousand no. day mark now is the thing, right? But I can. That's, that's the that's the benchmark. But and here's then the from thing. There he's on the clock. Here's the thing. Here's the thing about this conversation, right? Is it? Is it? It's plausible for him to hold this now all the way to next WrestleMania, right? Sure. No. no. I, I, I can see it. No, because it's hurting the show now. How is it hurting the show? What's hurting the show? He holds two titles. He holds. He's he's holding. He's got the belts hostage. He's holding two championships, and he doesn't show up to work, which is fine. He's earned that. I'm not complaining about that. But I'm saying he he owns two <clears throat> championships, and he's not on the shows half of the month. He's <clears throat> never on Raw. So the main event of the show is languishing because the main event fuse of the show has can't it, revolve around a championship. But has it languished over the last year? It has. Raw has been I bad. Just, oh, I don't think so. I thought Raw has been Raw's been excellent for people who have enjoyed Raw since the beginning of Raw for 30 years. Well, that's that's quite a statement there. <laughs> for people who've enjoyed Raw. If the, it, listen, if anybody has I the time, if anybody has the time and you want me to like explain all 30 years to you, I'll worst do it. Raw that's ever been produced. Well, it wasn't the worst Raw ever, but it was not a good show. I thought Raw yeah. was excellent on Monday. Well, okay. Yeah, I, I will say this, and I'll die on the hill. They never should have unified those championships. I'll die on that hill. Listen, I will tell you what. I wrote an article, it's got to be six, seven years ago, and I said there can only be one. And I firmly believe there should be only one world champion. There should only be one tag team championships for the men and the women. Give the women a secondary title. And you, Raw's title is the U.S. title. SmackDown's <clears throat> title is the IC title. Make those worth something. Make it and look at look who they just merged with. Those champions are not around all the time, fighting all the time. They're huge advertised for big super events, and that's that kind of where that thing. belt should be. It can be though. Why can't it? Be? No, because the reason they don't fight all the time. Why is not? Because they. I understand. Because I'm just because talking. Because quite con- literally, I, the commissioner will will suspend well, you for ninety days for an I, injury. I understand. I understand that, Ray. I get how that works. I'm just kind of comparing the timeline wise, okay? But you. But I, I feel where you're coming from. But and I, I know I'm being literal, and I hate when people be literal. But you can't compare them because if John Jones could fight every three months, he would. But he literally can't. The commission won't allow him to. And, uh, okay, so, all right, now I'm okay. <clears throat> I was fine with them doing the unification match when they did it. I was fine with Roman walking out with both belts. And I think, but he after that was over, I, I'm gonna. I think this is what Jason has said before. I'm gonna agree with him that once he did it, you know, he could just after that point, you just walk out there and say, okay, I did what I came to do, you know, and then dump the drop the world title immediately after. Um, or at least, or shortly after. It's just now having him. It's a. It was. A, it's a mistake. What, it, not splitting them back up immediately was a mistake because now, like, you have to. You know, you can't. It's almost impossible to split them up now from him. Mm-hmm. Now, like, somebody has to beat him first, then they got to split him up again. So yeah, he is. I do agree that he's. It, 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 now it has become a thing. And also, look, it was. Um, the tag to me it was worse with the tag team titles because you had all these tag teams with literally nothing to fight for. Agree. Because none of them were going to beat the Usos, and you can't. It, it's a lot difficult. Well, it's a lot more difficult to get a non-title tag team feud over. Like you can have Drew and Sheamus getting a feud with each other 
over just beef and fight for a couple of months. And you can do that with singles wrestlers. It it's people just don't care about two tag teams having a feud over nothing over just beef. Perfect examples of that are New Day and Street Profits. What have they done all year? Right. They're just they're they're all spinning their wheels. They are the Vikings and um, you know, Alpha Academy, all these teams are spinning their wheels because you knew that well, okay, well they'll have their match with the Usos and they're not gonna win. And then then what? So to me that was bad, you know, to do that also. Or just again, same thing or because once once they started having the Usos defend them separately again, I thought that maybe they would lose one of them. I thought so too. Yeah. Yeah, and I couldn't disagree but, with what you guys are saying. <clears throat> well, and and look, and and having one women's title would be a disaster because with thirty five women, and uh, that having one that and then and don't and look and I didn't uh, I didn't well. Well, uh, no. Well, even having having one main title and two secondary titles would still be a disaster. You know why? Because there are at least three or four women on that roster who damn sure ain't going to be interested in no damn secondary title. Well. Okay. And, all right. And, okay. And there are, okay. And that's just what it is. And and I'll be the first one to admit that my I favorite bet you there's a locker room full of women employed by WWE cashing checks that would be fervently in, uh, enthused about a secondary title. I'll bet you. Well, yeah. No, well, look, I'm, I'm not opposed to having one in a... I'm not opposed to them adding one actually, because yes, there are some women on that roster who are never going to get one of the, neither the Raw or SmackDown women's title, but uh, having one unified women's here's the, main. But here's the thing that needs to happen though: the brand split's dead anyway, right? Like there no, is really uh, no brand no. split. As long as long as they're getting paid a billion dollars for two shows, they're going to have a brand split. What do split. they care? What are the What are the other? They don't care. They're not going to ever give it up again. I mean, U- USA was dumb enough to, to give up Raw at one point. They will never give that up again. They'd be way too stupid to do it. I mean, who says that WWE? Who says that when this is all up, that Universal and Peacock don't just say, "Okay, it's all on Peacock. Here it is. This is where you go to watch it." I mean, it's fucking five bucks a month. Okay, but um, as, well, when's they're, UFC's, they're gonna... when's UFC's contract up with ESPN? But like Ray saying, you can't compare UFC because UFC doesn't have a UFC doesn't have a weekly television show, do they? They have tons no. of weekly shit. Well, yeah, but it's not episodic in the sense that WWE is. They just they book a fight, sure, okay, so but they you can't a... guarantee every Monday there's going to be a UFC fight. Well, who's right. the who's the bigger player here then? Universal and Peacock, or or Disney and ESPN? For because UFC's already with one, WWE's already with one. So you would imagine with the merger, do they just continue to do business with each, or is that going all that business at some point going to go to the same place? Well, so they, I, I watched the CNBC uh, oh, I'm sorry. interview with Ari Emanuel and with Vince. Sorry, you watched CNBC. They, yeah, right. Um, and they, Ari Emanuel, the owner, president, whatever endeavor, spoke about how he wants to keep them separate and they want to continue to do separate rights fees. So so that's the thing, because think about it like this. If Let's say, hypothetically, if NBC Universal bought WWE, well, WWE's valuation would go down horrifically right. because they're not getting paid to run no, 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 that's because not what, they own it. No, that's not what I'm saying. Is it is at some point... I guess I I didn't I guess I kind of worded this a little bit wrong. 
at some point does one entity make in play for all of Endeavor's business between WWE and UFC? Does it get more? Like, hey, you know, the contract's going to be up with one before the other. Which, you know, like if ESPN still has UFC and the contract with WWE and, and NBC is, is or Peacock is up, does does Disney come in and say, hey, we'll, we'll give you this to bring all of it here and have it on the ESPN app? Think about the much so. numbers you get for the ESPN Plus then. Uh, well, okay, I would say, okay, if if somebody does come along and offer enough money for them to, to sell, you know, to, to sell them the whole thing and put it under one, under one umbrella, then yeah, the brand split may end. But as long as as long as their broadcast money situation is what it is, you're going to have a brand split. I don't I don't think the brand split's ever going to end in theory because they 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 employ too many people. I want I want to do you mind if I keep diving into this endeavor thing and what they're going to keep No, going? please cuz I think we this is a good transition. We can steer away from, you know, the Cody Rhodes discourse. I don't think there's much left to say on that. Go ahead. Go ahead, Tony. What what just and just just don't don't jump the don't you don't put the cart before the horse here, okay? How much would you pay a month for an all-in UFC WWE shows, network shows, uh, library, and pay-per-view? You not like like okay, we used to pay 70, 80 bucks for WWE pay-per-views, right? Get it in HD. Right. It was it was right up there. Well, what are you paying now for UFC pay-per-views? 70, is, 80. Is it, is it a pipe dream to think that we could just find one streaming service and you get every single UFC pay-per-view and every single WWE pay-per-view, both their libraries, they can each have their own shows that they have as far as they could have, like prime time where we have new content, Monday through Friday, uh, you know, whatever they want to do. or You know, how much would you pay? How much would you pay a month to have all of that in one place? The whole UFC library, the whole WWE library, and all the pay-per-views, plus like some weekly uh, new content, however much a week. How I much don't think you $20 a month is unreasonable. And you could probably do it in like a tiered... Okay. You know, would you pay 25 25 might be my high end. Because okay. I, I, there's no okay. value in UFC to me because All I right. don't really watch it. No, no, it. I know, yeah, but I'm just right, saying, yeah. you just went up five bucks like that, no problem. Ray, what about you? Would you? How much would you pay? I mean, I'm, I'm in there with him, but I'm still on the, the plausibility of this even possibly happening. But, I mean, 20 isn't a bad start. I don't think it'll ever happen, but well, how much would 20 you pay, is Rob? unreasonable. Um... Yeah, I'd pay twenty because like I don't watch UFC now, but a lot, but a lot of that is because of accessibility. Because I'm not getting ESPN Plus and then paying more money on top of ESPN Plus and all. I'm not doing all of that. But if I could, if I could pay twenty bucks and get all of UFC and all WWE, yeah. I mean, personally, I think WWE is giving it away on Peacock for five to ten. Even if you're paying ten bucks for no commercials. Yeah, and for the content that the th we get the and the content about, that we have access to. The, the, here's the thing about that. Here's the thing about that in the United States. The WWE Network went away, and WWE basically said, "Hey, here's access to our stuff. Who wants to pay us money to manage it and put it on their network?" Right. That's a exactly. 
so what you I would reword what you said if you don't mind me saying that DJ, it's not WWE that's losing the end of that because they already got their billion dollars. Oh yeah, no, 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 no. I'm not. Comcast not... is losing their money on that. Yeah. Yeah. Now look, I, now I'd go back and I'd watch like now, the, the old the thing. UFC stuff. Here's the thing: How much would you pay now if it's the only place you could watch Raw, SmackDown, and NXT? Um. Because well, if it was the only place, then I'd probably dump my Hulu subscription because I do watch it there sometimes with some other stuff. Um, so I'm not, I'm not saying any of this is plausible. Yeah. I'm not no, no, I'm not saying any any of this is is likely. Let me start over. I'm not saying that any of this, this is, is a hypothetical. Anything of this is likely, but this is a completely plausible situation down the road. If these two companies so. want to go ahead and say, you know what, let's keep all the money for ourselves. And they'll go bankrupt immediately. I, I don't think so, but it's just a, it's just a, it's just an interesting what, thing. What makes them? What make? I can't speak for UFC. What makes WWE valuable is that there are multiple ways to follow them. If I would have told That's you, why if I would have told you three to five years before WWE started giving you pay per views for ten dollars a month, that you were going to end up getting pay per views for ten dollars a month, and not only that, you're going to get it, be able to watch the entire WWE library. I would have been mm-hmm. like, oh, well, how the fuck are they going to make money on that? And well, sure enough, that was way more money because of because because uh, uh, because not the entire watermelon is better than the whole grape. But the pay-per-views weren't where they made their money. The TVs were where they made their money because yeah, of the, the deals TV that they're distribution signed. rights. Because honestly, look, so the, you... the TV the TV money is what their value is now. Yeah. So, I mean, so if you take away the TV money, the valuation is dead and the company is dead. But because, if you're putting well, it live on your own network with commercials, then you're still making money on it. Well, no, because the, the, one of the reasons they sold the Endeavor is because they can still, so that they can still make a TV deal. Mm-hmm. Because if you sold, if you sold the NBC, I didn't say this the, was in the next calendar no, I'm, I'm year. Just, I'm just explaining. I'm explaining it. Okay, I you, understand sell, all of that. Okay. I get it. Okay. I get I get fourteen billion dollars worth of TV contracts in the last three years, which most of them are up shortly. So why wouldn't you do that? But in the meantime, figure out how much money you could make in something that you were really successful that no one thought you could do. That's all. Do you have that one piece of clothing you keep going back to, no matter how full your closet is? Having a versatile, high quality favorite feels great but having a whole closet full of them feels even better. American Giant puts the quality, durability, and comfort they're famous for into everything you need for your spring days. From premium t-shirts and jeans to lightweight French terry joggers and their legendary best hoodie ever. Whether you're dressing for work, the gym, or happy hour, you're sure to find your next closet go-to from American Giant. And it's all made in America and designed to last a lifetime. Get 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's American-Giant.com, code S-T-A-P-L-E-2-0. Everybody disagrees. Crickets. <laughs> and this, this is, I don't know about the how compelling a content this is right now because we all just kind of went yeah uh, we all went dark all right. there for a minute that's all right, oh, all right. Um, conversation i'll i'll uh oh, hang on we, i don't want to hear is this the massive i don't want to hear it i know what you're gonna say and i don't want to hear it siri so, remind I, I, me I, in six years to tell these guys what's up okay um, <laughs> all right so please wait. don't rob please what? don't rob please don't, don't do this break have you already heard it 
I know what you're going to say, and it, my heart is, is hurt right now. Uh-oh. Well, close your ears, man. Uh-oh, what are we about to listen to? <laughs> All right, Jay White is all elite. Okay. That's the news break. All right. Okay, moving on. All right, and, and so, so now we'll get back to the show, and now we'll uh, we, we, we have the John will, – will there be a John Moxley blood watch this week? Let's see. Is he wrestling this week? <laughs> Ray, Ray's over here having a temper tantrum. <laughs> I mean, Were you hoping he's going to WWE? Jay White would be a can be, Jay White could be a first ballot Hall of Famer in WWE tomorrow if he, he would have signed. But because Vince came Jay? back, he said, "I can't do it." How old is Jay? Yeah. That, that that happened for real. That's essentially the reason why because Jay White was supposed to be on the Raw after WrestleMania. Oh, or, so you got oh, you you got some. You got some info here, or this is just like it's mutually accepted conjecture. I don't have any facts, so take <laughs> okay. it what you will. I think we found a t-shirt for Ray. Mutually accepted <laughs> conjecture. <laughs> That's a thought. Write that down, DJ. That's gonna be the fucking name of this podcast. But, but Johnny, <laughs> ring the bell, Johnny, ring the bell. Oh, uh, I don't have the DP bell. I kind of have this. Yeah, uh, D, D, DPP has it. What was run that by again? Mutually, <laughs> mutually accepted conjecture. Uh, Mutually accepted. But, I can't but, write. Think of the like, reasoning. That sounds like if, one of those political terms, like plausible deniability. Well, <laughs> conjecture. Oh, I really was, feel, though, is... Always gonna sign AW, if he was always going to sign with AEW, why would he wait this long? If that was where he was going to go the whole time. Okay. Why would he wait this long? He could have yeah. signed with him at any point. Well, why don't we use that to segue into the next discussion about Mr. Uh, one Mr. Vincente McMahon. Yes, Vincente. Yes, Vincente, <laughs> Vincente McMahon. <laughs> with, with, that, with that nice, suave, pencil-thin porn stash he's got going on these days. The mustachio. Man, I, wow. This is a wild. The last 72 hours coming out of Stanford has been crazy. You know, first, an incredible WrestleMania. Exclamation pointed by a Sorry. very... Div- divisive booking decision rolling right into the sale to Endeavor rolling right into basically Vince McMahon has forced himself back in, in charge of creative in charge of, you know, at least again, we're speculating because, you know, according to what Rob was telling us off the off air earlier, raw was a mess. Ray admits raw was not great. Tunney loved it. I think Tunney likes chaos. Um, but the now we've got what was it Bailey and I don't want to get too too in too deep into the woods on on people asking for their releases but you know Bailey her Instagram feed over the last 48 hours has kind of felt like a uh, like a goodbye she posted pictures from past WrestleManias that she'd been in and told was telling a story throughout all these posts and then capped the whole, they kept calling it a love story. Wrestling is a love story, which we've heard before. People have used it. Cody used this. Um, and at the very end, she's like, but sometimes the story comes to an end. And, you know, all of this on the heels that it's been heavily speculated that Vince McMahon was not only at Raw, but he was heavily influential in rewriting the entire show. And now we, we seemingly have talent back on eggshells. And, you know, now with with Jay White being announced as, as all elite when literally they had him coming out, the, the Internet had him coming out on, on Monday Night Raw. And, and now here we are. 
how we keep getting reassurances that Triple H is in charge. And and I don't breathe this heavy about Vince being in charge of WWE creative. And I'll, I'll talk a little bit more about that in a minute. How let's start here and we'll start with Ray. How likely is it that Vince is actually back in charge of creative? Like fully in charge. Like he just took the script from Triple H and that's it. You have a seat in the corner. I'll say 40%. 40%. All right. And Rob, the reason that, or go ahead. I'm no, sorry. No, 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 Finish no, 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 no. Uh, Okay. We'll, we'll come back around to that. Yeah, Rob, yeah. what do you think? Um, I have a split answer. I think it was very likely that he did. He took over last night as suspected. I do not think I'm, I'm not ready to say that he's fully taken back over. Okay. You know, yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Okay. Tony. <laughs> I think I know what Tony's answer is because we've talked about this before. A uh, 2.2% chance that he grabbed the script from Triple H and wrote the whole show last night. Okay. Now, this is from a guy who, who nudge, nudge, wink, wink, thinks Vince has been in charge of creative all along. Because you've said that on the DWI podcast. But do you think Vince came in last night and took the script during the show? And who... Who saw that? Who who's reporting this? Who's their source? Who was there? Who was there that Them. knows? Who's that? They. Give they. me a name. They they are reporting. Just want to name. They are very important in the rest the, of the community. Who the person was, or even the position they were in, that they're there in there when it's happening. I want to know. Or who See, told them? Who told them? Do we know who told that's, them? That's so interesting because but when we we had a we had we recorded mindless last night and let me just and, let me one thing real quick Ray just to finish because the, the one other thing I don't when I say that DJ that means that Triple H is in charge but he's still going through stuff with Vince like it, oh absolutely like, like their phones still talk to each other right that's still the grandfather of his children um, yes. So that's that's where I'm at with that, right? But firmly day to day, Triple H and what he's done, Vince Vince would be no, he that's not I don't think that's it. Sorry, Ray, I just wanted to finish that thought. No, go ahead, Thank Ray. you. I appreciate I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, of course. I you know it's it's so when mind when we recorded Mindless literally yesterday and DJ after this call ended me and Rob and Jason stayed on a bit and we kinda had a similar back and forth with this. Uh, with his skepticism of news reports and they and so on and so forth. Here's what's interesting to me. This is all the, uh, a case of who and what you believe in perception. Right? Now, I'm going to tell you what I know to be fact. Right? And anybody who's ever been backstage at a wrestling show, anybody who's ever wrestled, DJ, anybody who's ever had any ability to be privy of any... Tony knows more wrestlers than people who are who are actually in the wrestling business, right? So like, there, anybody who has any luxury of of being of any privilege to have been involved in any form or fashion, whether it's directly or indirectly with the backstage, knows that there is a script, a call sheet, essentially printed out of what's happening in the show that night, mm-hmm. right? Yes. I'm not even talking about the actual script of. Match one, you do you do this, this, that, that segment by segment. I'm just talking about the actual card of the show and the structure of the show. That is printed out, and there are hundreds of those printed out, hanging around. 
right, backstage. Roadies have those. Everybody has one of those. That's how those those things leak. That's why people know the of what's supposed to be happening the night of a show because someone who wants to be notor have some notoriety or have some skin in the game took a picture of it and sent it to a dude, right? It's in, it's in the Sean Ross app every week, yeah. When's the last time there was a big uproar about things getting cut and the show being rewritten? When was the last time that happened? Let me tell you. I'll tell you when it was. It was the trial of Sami Zayn. And what happened there? That opened the show, and it took a way longer than expected. What happened Monday night? Cody and Roman, they, they, they weren't done in the beginning and everything else, and Brock coming out. It was like... It was on, it was after 8:30 even I believe. So I'm just saying this. I'm just saying I'm not I'm not arguing against you I'm just stating facts. I understand. Well, let me tell you the difference. The difference is it's an understanding of a show being having to be changed based on time. That's understandable. That's understandable. I don't think anybody can begrudge that, right? Like I don't think anybody can begrudge that. But in the same vein you asked me that question, I'll ask the group and those of you listening this. Since SummerSlam of last year, when Triple H officially took control, right? Quote, unquote. When have you ever heard about scripts being rewritten? Before oh, the show. But how long, is, show. how long has Vince been at the events when they've been happening? Never. Vince has been okay. at the events maybe three times. Okay. And, that's, so, and all okay, those three okay. times have just been in the past few okay. weeks. Okay. So that culminates in people thinking that he's rewriting the show. Well, here's the other That's, thing. Here's, here's the other thing. Uh, those, those, when those run sheets started getting put out again, like last year, that the actual show was pretty accurate to the run sheet that got leaked. So, and that, it's been like it. So it's been those run sheets that have gotten leaked have been I, spot on. So you, you could be wrong. I could be right. I could be wrong. You could oh, be yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, it. Listen. We don't know. That's why, like, that's why this conversation to me is just kind of like, I hate that oh, argument. Okay, you're right. You don't know. So why do you believe what you want to believe? Then you believe Vince is telling the truth. Why? why we don't let, know. But I'm letting you believe what you want to believe. Why don't you let me believe well, what I want? Well, right, so there were there were people but saying you're not I, letting me believe because you're criticizing those. No, who I'm who not don't. criticizing. Okay, I'm well, asking you questions about what you're telling me, and I'm asking okay, well, you. Well, there's a look behind you. I think it's over your left shoulder. The top left on your blanket. Oh, okay. the other well, one. Top right. I couldn't tell what the thing. What's the top right on their blanket? The Brian shirt? No, there's one above it, isn't it? Oh, Rusev Day. I thought Happy that said, Rusev Day. Oh, I thought that okay. said. That has absolutely nothing to do with. No, oh, I thought it said. I thought it said New Day. I firmly, I firmly thought it said New Day. And I guess my question for you then is, who, who? Oh, Who's oh, the person? Well, you went around well, the world for that. Wow. Well, Tony, I thought it was a new Tony. day, not a Rusev day. That kind of screwed yeah. me. Well, Tony, Tony. All right. So in in these reports from last Ooh. night, there were reports that Vince was on the headset a bunch of times. There were reports that he had an office backstage. Ooh. And okay, I, I, okay. It's his but, fucking company. But I'm just. But no, I'm I'm telling you that this this wasn't this. You know how the fans. You know when you get in the uh, ring and if you're doing a promo and the fans want you, I'm a who you. Okay, well, Tony, <laughs> Tony, Ooh. all right, Tony, okay, all right, go so ahead, go ahead. last okay. night, okay, maybe one like, more in the future. Okay, but look, people, uh, it wasn't just, people weren't just saying, oh, well, Vince took over. There were, there were, you know, there were 
accounts from people saying that he was on the headset a bunch of times. There were. What, what, what are you doing? I can't. What, I can't hear you, man. What are you doing? <laughs> He's got his. I don't know. Okay. I don't know what, what, what's he saying. I can't hear him. I, yeah, I don't know. He's over here waving his hands. He's directing. He's landing a plane. But look, look, look. Okay. Um. There, there's enough. There, okay. Yes. There's a bunch of anecdotal evidence from last night. People were saying the Vince was on the headset. People were saying the Vince had an office there. People were saying the stuff got rewritten. Was getting rewritten on the fly. Some people were saying that the producers out on the floor were kept getting handed new sheets throughout the show. There's proof of that. You do, okay. They, people literally have video and pictures of that happening. Okay. Yes. There's the, a, there, Seth Rollins was in the ring during the commercial break, and the production assistant came to him with a new script and said, this is what you got to do now. So and, this is not conjecture. Right, and, and, and he literally walked out there to his song and just danced around for a few seconds and then walked to the back. After it does not conjecture. Omos wasn't prepared to wrestle. Right. He didn't even have his gear. So, yeah, um, so there, there's, there are a bunch of dots that... We we know that a bunch of stuff got changed, and then Vince was on the premises. Vince was, according to people who were there, Vince was definitely doing some type of production work. So people were taking that and adding it up to say that Vince took over last night. Okay. Let's also think about one other thing that I think is damning. Damage Control had a match, but Bailey wasn't there. But now everybody's talking about Bailey's being being gone. Well, why do you think that's the case? Don't you think that two plus two equals four? Well, because she got, and, and according to the report, she got pulled from television at the last minute, and she was supposed to come out there with them. And Dakota Kai posted something on Twitter I mentioning, love I love you, Bailey. So yeah. I did see that. That wasn't lost on me. So there's a whole lot of smoke. And, and maybe you can argue there's just not enough evidence that he did what everybody thinks he did. And But at the end of the day, does it? I don't want to say does it matter because obviously to the talent it matters. Vince is an intense dude and there's a lot of people that had a lot of hard times working under Vince. And it's been heavily, you know, mentioned over the last six months that the locker room atmosphere is much more comfortable when he's not there. Obviously, Triple H is much more approachable, much more easy to work with, much more amenable and open to ideas than Vince was. But at the same time, is it really uh, people are terrified like on the internet you listen or you read it there's, there's you know what is it uh fire vince or something is the the, the latest trending thing this yeah. week i mean one you're absolutely out of your mind if you think they're gonna hop fire vince mcmahon just because you know a pocket of the internet wrestling community doesn't like him and two it's his show and three is it really such a stretch to think that at some point he wasn't going to come back yeah no and um, but also, I should, say, should also add in these reports that said that a lot of the talent wasn't necessarily was wasn't even mad with what got changed. They were just they were mad that that they didn't that basically they, they didn't they didn't see this coming. They were told nothing was going to change, and then here it is. Yeah. Um, so th- they were mad. The, t- the talent was more mad that stuff got changed than what it got changed to. According I can imagine to that's the men. That's not speaking for the women who had, if you believe the reports, who had multiple matches that night and were relegated to one match. And then, and then, and then the whole program got changed because they were supposed to have a couple of contenders matches mm-hmm. and, and for the singles title. And it got turned into a tag team match for the tag team title. And, and of course, we just had the showcase match on Sunday with Shane and Ronda won, and they put two teams in this match. 
you know, that weren't, you know, why do this match if Shane and Ronda already won the match, even if you got to wait for them a little while because of injuries or whatever. Um, and then now they're doing a tag team match, title match next week. So all of that just got kind of changed around. Yep. And so, I mean, some people are not happy about that. Um, and also, uh, but now look, now, now I've made the controversial statement that Vince is, was, that last year at least, Vince was booking the women's division better than Hunter has. And that, I know it's a controversial statement for a lot of people, but I, and I can, but at it, w- when we have more time to do that, I can, I can show my work on that one. But, um, but people, but a lot of stuff got changed around. I think people, well, cause, and look like with WrestleMania this weekend, right? There were people, I saw a bunch of people saying that, well, Saturday was like Hunter booked it and Sunday was like Vince booked it. And, and, and so, so, you know, it's like Vince booked it on Sunday because Brock went over and Roman went over and Oscar didn't win. And I guess Edge going over also would be a Vince thing, I guess. And, you know, Ronda and Shayna, Ronda winning her match would be, I guess, a Vince thing over the other people, over the women in that match. Um, and then whereas, you know, people, you know, whereas on Saturday, of course, Kevin and Sammy won, Rhea won, Austin Theory won, um, you know, the, you know, Becky and Lita and Trish, the, you know, the Hall of Fame girls, baby faces won. That's right. a Vince McMahon call. Um, well, well, I think I'm not, the, I'm not saying he, he actually booked that, but that Vince would have booked that match. He would have booked that finish. Like, who, no, no, no. who did, who did Triple H learn everything from? Basically? Oh, absolutely. Dusty oh, Rhodes. And look, 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 anything. Look, 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 Hunter good, Vince bad. When it comes to booking, I tell you to shut the hell up. Um, I, I do because I don't, I don't, I don't ever subscribe to that. And then because even even before Vince coming back last year, if there was an episode of Raw or SmackDown that had something screwy going on, there were people saying, "Oh well, Vince must have made a phone call and, and changed something." So no, okay. Um, and you know, like I always say, if if whoever's in, whichever the person is in charge, everything good and everything bad was because of them. All right. Um, and now, so people are thinking that because this episode of Raw was that people, so many people just didn't like it. And they're assuming that, or they're coming to the conclusion that, that Vince did all of this because Vince was there, because a bunch of stuff got changed. And then because they didn't like the episode, people are, there's, there's people are putting all of this together to say that Vince is back and Vince is quote unquote ruining everything. Okay. Well, that's, I mean, that's the conclusion people are reaching. That's that's how we ended up here. Okay. If Vince is back, at least not in charge of creative, but heavily involved in creative, that was going to happen. Like you guys should have prepared yourselves for this. The moment he announced he was coming back to the right here, well, we are right. Who's to say it ever stopped, right? Well, there's that there's that argument as well. Like you said, him and Hunter were probably always in you know some type of communication. But Vince McMahon, aside from being a shrewd businessman is a content creator. He's a content creator. And if any, and we're all content creators here, you know, and some of us go back to YouTube. Some of us have been podcasting since podcasting was a thing. Some of us write blogs. Some of us write articles, things like that. We are content creators. 
our psyche, our who we are is driven by this. For me, this is catharsis, you know, and, and Vince is a content creator. And that will always be who he is at the forefront. So no matter what was happening, Vince eventually was going to find a way to get himself back in there. I never doubted that for a minute because he can't fucking help himself. He has to be a part of it. And I can promise you, if there was ever a period of time after they booted him out, because I think I I said this on the show, I don't see Vince McMahon as a sit-on-his-ass-at-home watching Raw from his couch retiree. I just, the man wants to die in gorilla. I'm convinced of this, okay? So he just, he could not help himself, but eventually find a way to become involved in TV again, because that's the lifeblood of who he is as a person. Good, bad, or indifferent. You know, whether his content is now good, whether the well is run dry is irrelevant. It's who he feels like he has to be. He feels like he still has something to contribute. And until he doesn't, He's going to keep trying. Ray, you're shaking your head. Look, man, we could talk for, like creative, subjective booking shit all day long. But at the end of the day, Vince McMahon is a 77-year-old man who at, at worst is a sexual assaulter. At best is a sexual deviant. Okay? This is facts. This is right. facts. Right? He was forced out of the company not only because he had numerous paid off women that he assaulted, coerced, whatever he, all these things and paid off, but he did it on the company's dime with the company's money, right? Being the number one stockholder. So the, the, the fact that this motherfucker is allowed to come back in any form or fashion, like I understand him being involved in the sale, the sale behooves and benefits him more than anybody. He owns the majority of Class A and Class B stock. I, I don't I don't have no qualms with that. I have no qualms with that. But in terms of doing any day-to-day operation shit, let alone something that he is, he in his using his terms, in the weeds, where he's around and working with talent, the same people who don't want nothing to do with him, think about how the women feel in that company. Oh, I'm not disagreeing with you that. You know what I'm saying? Not just the not just the not just the, the athletes and the performers, but the, the the fucking makeup artists, the people who do hair. The, the 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 admins, the people who work in HR, the people who work in, in, in uh, the department that gives you your transportation. How the fuck you think they feel seeing this shit, right? Like, it's ridiculous. On top of that, look at how many people are there that he fucking fired. Right? Who openly said, I would never come back if Vince was here again, and they're stuck again. Right? So, so like, I get it. But I have, the, I do not. That, here's let's let's here's the thing about that though, right? Like we all thought Vince was always going to make his way back, right? No. Oh, oh, okay. Sorry. No, I hope uh, the, I wish the motherfucker <laughs> was in jail. He deserves to be in jail. A lot of people deserve to be in jail. You're damn right, and they don't go, and it's a, it's bullshit. But he deserves to be in jail. Now I'm saying. I am a I am I, I, I am a pragmatist, so I understand what is real, even if I don't like even like it or not. I do not have any problems with him being involved with the cell. I don't even have any qualms with being executive chairman. I don't. Right. Because that is corporate. That has nothing to do with the day to day. And he shouldn't be doing that shit either. But who can tell him no 
Winnie owns the majority of the stock. I get that. But there is no fucking who, reason why who could have tell? any business coming back to the goddamn arena. He doesn't. He fucking doesn't. We can laugh about it and make jokes about it and make levity about it, but it's some fucking bullshit and not a motherfucker here or anywhere is going to tell me it's okay. You're not. No, you're nobody's not. saying it's okay, Ray, but the, the you're saying Vince should be in jail and I'm not going to disagree with you. He's not. Is that his fault or is that the fault of somebody else who's not who's not doing their due diligence? That's all facts, BJ. Yeah. Okay. Somebody's yeah. not doing their due diligence all and facts. he's like, fuck, I'm a free man. This is my company. I'm going to show up where I want. This is my house. I'm going to go in the bathroom. I'm going to go in the garage. I'm going to go in the living room. I'm going to go in the kitchen. I'm going to go to the arena. I'm going to go to Gorilla. Can I Can I make a... Can I, I'm not going to. No, I'm not going to do that. But like I said, I, I, Ray, 100% agree with you. He should not be there. I don't want him there. But the fact that as long as he was not in jail... And the fact that if he had any way to get back in, he was coming back. Whether we agreed with it or not, he was coming back. So I, I, I can understand where you're coming from, and I even agree with you on that point. So here's the thing that I originally was trying to make my point a few minutes ago. I don't understand why people are so willing to believe him over people who have reputable factual information. Like Sean Ross Sapp, I, he'll tell you he's a prick. He'll tell you himself he's a prick. But let me ask you a question. When you hear the wrestlers, WWE particularly, I'm particularly talking about WWE, when you hear the wrestlers talk about Dave Meltzer, they talk about him in positive lights or negative lights? Negative. When you hear the wrestlers talk about Sean Ross Sapp, they talk about him in positive lights or negative lights? Usually negative. No. They're all friends with Sean. Okay. There's a few that get on his ass. Well, yeah, but I mean, those people will get on anybody. But the overwhelming majority are friends with Sean, follow Sean, talk to Sean, mention Sean's reports that he's right. If he was out here bullshitting, and there's other people, John Pollock and uh, Wade Keller, that's, he's, not, he's not the only one. He's just the most famous one right now. Right. But, but if he was wrong, like Meltzer is, all the fucking time, they would call him on his shit. He don't get called. Why is that? They're they're definitely watching and paying attention. Okay. Right? So that's, that that should tell you in some form or fashion that I, I get it. You can't believe everything you read. I'm not trying to sit here and say believe everything Fightful or uh, Wrestling Inc. or any of these Observer or what any of these sites say on GP. I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is you can look and with your own information right and your own thought process and conscience and common sense can look and see what stories have merit what stories don't what stories make sense what stories don't everything we know about Vince McMahon the person the megalomaniac because that's he is a megalomaniac everything we know about him not the McMahon character not anything we've seen on screen I'm talking about the dude everything mm-hmm. we've known about him and stories he's told and investor calls, media calls, documentaries, everything we've seen about him. What makes you think if he's in the building, he's not going to take over creative? So the fact that anybody can say, well, no, how do you know? What? Because he was fucking there. You said it yourself, DJ. He can't stay away. Yeah. But who's right? to say he hasn't been doing it the whole time? And why does he have to be the one that was doing the, the, 
I mean, who though? Who said um, you're determined to sell this as a shirt? He's over here drawing up T-shirt ideas okay. for, oh, for, for the pro wrestling tees gimmick. Uh, that's well, uh, well, well, for, for those of you that are curious, we like do this have some T-shirts even, over there. This doesn't even go to trial. Well, Tony, Tony, here's the thing, Tony. Hi, Rob. All Rob, right. Rob, okay. Rob. <laughs> Just the fact that you look at all those people who got hired back. Yep. Those are people that. Vince, like like Ray said, those people have Vince fired. How many of them had a match at WrestleMania? Um, a good amount of them. Yeah, uh, Braun. Okay. Uh, Chelsea Green. Okay. Dakota Kai. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, Dakota. Huh. Well, he didn't fire Dakota. Dakota didn't. Oh. She didn't, oh okay, she... so that one's out. No, her contract was her contract was. Terminated. It was up. Yeah, her contract was terminated. She was oh. released. Oh okay. Oh okay, my bad. Okay, so all right. Um. So that's with Chelsea Green, you said that one Braun. Yep. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just, okay. Um, okay, so Dakota. Um, who else? Um, is that it? Um, three? I'm looking up the card. I can't think of the card top man. Give me a second. I think that's it. Cause, yeah, cause, that, that's yeah. everybody that, that yeah, was cause. released under Vince's name. You could argue that yeah. Bronson Reed was on the Andre Battle Royal on Friday night, and he made it to the very end against Lashley. Well, Bobby yeah. Lashley um, would tell you that that's not necessarily the greatest thing in the world. Yeah, but all right. So only three people, I think. Okay, because uh, yeah, Loomis wasn't on. Yeah, Loomis wasn't on there, and um, you know, Bronzeri wasn't on the pay per view. Bray wasn't there. Um, but um, like the well, those people, uh, you know, uh, Karrion Cross wasn't there. Uh, Mia Yim wasn't on the pay per view. Um, so, so, so Vince, but look, Vince fired a lot of people, and if he was still running creative, yeah. there's no reason he would have brought those people back. And he here's the thing: it doesn't matter that they were on the WrestleMania pay-per-view. We still have employment looking forward, moving forward from WrestleMania weekend. These are now people who were on the bubble before were released. Now they've got to be sitting there looking. Okay, if he's back and he's running not only creative but in charge of the talent again, um, yeah, am I going to have a job tomorrow? Yeah. And I will always, in most cases especially when it comes to the, the booker, I'll side with the talent every time. And, you know, again, it's separating what Vince has contributed to the business to what Vince's ultimate legacy is unfortunately going to be. Um, I, I, I've said it before on this show, and I stand by it. The wrestling, the wrestling world has moved on from Vince McMahon. And, and I think maybe it's time for him to head off into the sunset man it's you know it's and thank you for great memories you know great moments you know thank you for what you've done with this thing that we all love this thing that brings us together um thank you for that but it's time for the business to leap forward and it's it's got to leap forward without him we can't continue this good old boy network that they ran in the 70s 80s and early 90s yeah, and um, so it is a big deal if he is indeed w- look whether he takes creative over for one night or if he takes it over permanently. It is a big deal. Now, I guess where I will, I guess, come maybe side with you, DJ, and and is that Vince running creative doesn't necessarily mean that the content is going to be bad. 
And the thing about it is a lot of people who on the, in the IWC in particular have associated Vince McMahon with bad wrestling content. And and I'll dare say that a lot of these people who are worried, who are being very vocal online about Vince McMahon, their concerns are not the ones that Ray has expressed here. Their concern is that we're going to get a quote-unquote bad wrestling show again. Like, all the stuff Ray said is very, is, is actually is what we should be more concerned about. Yeah. Um, but a lot of these people being vocal on the internet right now, their concern is that they feel like they're going to start getting a bad wrestling show again. And that's where they're disingenuous. Because you're just worried about your weekly TV show. You don't give a shit about the talent. Right. I mean, my big, I guess, all the stuff Ray said is is my big concern, but also that these people, that a lot of these folks, again, that were fired and they took a, a chance to come back because the situation had changed, you know, I worry for them that now they might get fired again. Um, but I think most of these people being really vocal about this on the internet, their primary concern is that they think now that we're going we're gonna to get a quote-unquote bad wrestling show again. They think that, you know, Brock Lesnar is going to, if they do split the titles, that Brock Lesnar is going to win the other one, right? Um, they're concerned that, you know, number 15 is going to come next week, right? They're concerned that uh, that's what they're upset about. That's what they're right. worried about, okay? A lot of these people being vocal on the internet, all right? They're worried, that's what they're really and truly worried about. They're not worried about the stuff Ray was talking about, all the things Ray mentioned. And so for that... Um, and my argument is one, the wrestling product, even with Vince being maybe lost his fastball, out of touch or whatever, the wrestling product wasn't as bad as you think as y'all say it is under him. Um, but at least in my opinion, but, um, but again, like y'all are being, y'all are being disingenuous. Look, look, that's my primary criticism of damn near everybody in the IWC about everything is that they're being disingenuous. Okay. I think all these people are full of shit. All right, and, and okay, and I have for a very long time. Um, you could all eat a big bag of shit. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, look, you know, look, that was one of the one of the one of the, I told this story. One of the best things my father ever said to me was when he looked me in the eye and told me I was full of shit. Okay, and that you know that woke me up in more ways, in a whole lot of different ways. All right, and. And I think I think most of the time these people in the IWC are full of shit. And they're they're again their worry or their concern with Vince is that they're going to get a what they think is a bad wrestling show again, and that the people that they don't want to get pushed are going to get pushed, and all of that. And that's what they're worried. And now some people now yes there are some people worried about people getting fired again. Okay, I'll I'll, I'll concede that people are sincere about that. But the main thing is they're worried that yeah we're going to get what they think is a bad wrestling show now that Vince is back, and I think that's a little you know if that's then. You know, don't 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 pretend to be worried about a bunch of whole other things if that's what your primary concern is. Right. I think right now it's all very, very early. I mean, yeah, we had one we had one Raw that was a stinker after an awesome WrestleMania. <clears throat> Can that be blamed on Vince? Possibly. There, like I said, there's enough smoke that there may be fire. I want to see where we're at two weeks, two months, six months from now, because I <clears throat> If Vince comes back and runs a show here and there, I, whether I agree with it or not, it's his company. And until somebody says, hey, it ain't your company anymore, he's going to do what he's going to do. 
I want to see, I'm here for the long game. I want to see what happens. I want to see where this company creatively goes because they ended Sunday night on such a high note. And I know people are going to argue what they want to argue about the main event. They ended with some good trajectory for most people coming out of WrestleMania weekend. And that's what I'm concerned with right now. That's what I'm invested in. And everything else right now is all, I wrote the word down. Mutually accepted conjecture. <laughs> so is there anything else we wanted to get out of here tonight, guys? Uh, well, I was like, Ray, take, take the last word on this one, man. Because if you got one, you got any more. I mean, I, I got all night on Vince and, and the situation. I Look, I, I, I'll say this. Um, I've spoken enough about the person Vince is. And to be in a corporate structure is always going to involve some uh, uh, a certain lack of morality because certain sometimes some of the things some of the things you have to do or some of the people you have to support and work with are some of the most immoral illegal motherfuckers in the world, right? Um, so I get that. I get that. Um, I know Rob disagrees with me. I think Triple H is a better booker in 2023 than Vince is, personally. I also think that you can look and see and cite, and cite multiple things Triple H has done in the eight months since he's taken over that are drastically different than Vince. Pay-per-views in other countries. That's one. Vince didn't do that. I'm not talking Saudi. I'm talking about England, Puerto Rico, and so so on and so forth. Building up the mid-card titles to be legitimate again. Vince didn't give a fuck about that. Building up the tag team championships, making the tag team championships big enough to be main event at WrestleMania. Vince didn't give a fuck about that, right? Um, war games, changing Survivor Series to war games. Vince never wanted to do that. Vince supposedly hated all those old WCW gimmicks and things of that nature. So there's there's a lot of things there that you can look at and see that Triple H instituted that are things that Vince would have never done. And if he would have if he wanted to do them, he would have been done. Them. Yeah, but he didn't. Right. No, I said um, no. I, I specifically said that that Vince was booking the women better in twenty twenty two. I will stand by that. And, and we are, like I said, when we got more time. I'll show my work on that one. Um. But ultimately, man, like it's 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 frustrating because it's like so much of our so much of our group, our fandom, the IWC, our peers, are just so willing to give Vince the benefit of the doubt. Well, Vince said he was out of the he was he wasn't can't be in the reads anymore. When is this motherfucker not lied? Why are we so willing to give him the benefit of the doubt? And ultimately. Rob, everything you said, I believe, is 100% correct. But ultimately, if I got a problem with the dude who should be in jail because he stepped on my toe, still, motherfucker's wrong, right? I, I just, whether they want to, because it's, they want the show or because they're being disingenuous and they don't, they care more, they don't care about the talent, but 
That's fine. We don't care about talented people anyway. That's why we want the motherfuckers to have death matches and jump off of cages and do all this. And, you know, Soraya comes back from a neck injury that would have killed her, that, that could have killed her instantly. And she comes back and fans are visibly upset she's back. And all the other fans are saying, shut up, she can do what she wants. She's a grown woman. So you're yelling at me for caring about her life? That's who we are as a group. We consistently watch and go back. I, I know it's a, I know it's a kayfabe promo, but go back to the Kane Dewey promo that Mick Foley cut in ECW. That is real. We are we are cheering for these people to brutalize each other further and further and further for our enjoyment. And I get it; they get paid, but like they got to live with the shit, not us. Are, are but we you... have the nerve to have problems with them do them making decisions or the things that come from it because they're not, you know, someone goes to a table. One more time. One more time. Well, goddamn. Go ahead, Tony. I'm done. I'm done, man. No, I can't, man. I can't. I just I just I just uh the the thoughts and opinions expressed this week on the Mindless Wrestling Podcast are not necessarily agreed upon and mutually conjecturally accepted by PC Tony. Okay. All right. Anybody got anything else? Um. Wow. Okay. So let's see. Um. What else do we got? Um. I mean, I think that's the bulk of the WrestleMania yeah. fallout here. And I guess right. you know, uh, we we kind of. <laughs> um. Let me see. I guess. Uh, here, I got a question for you guys. Here's okay. it. Here, we can put aside all of our arguing. We all love each other. We're all friends. We always show up to argue with each other. I'm not yes. gonna you. This is why I don't do this, DJ. This is why I don't yeah. run down this this lane. Um, let's talk storyline wise. What do you do now, Brock? With... Brock, Cody, Roman. What's going on there? I hope next week we get an explanation from Brock. Yeah. You know, and Brock and Roman were in a blood feud for six years, and suddenly. Brock's taken out the guy who Roman just took out. I'm gonna need a. I'm gonna need a story. I'm gonna need an explanation from Brock on what his motivation is here. Well, because I think it's one of two things: either he has some personal issue with Cody that he's gonna have to explain, or he's just a cold-hearted mercenary prick, and they made him an offer. He said, "Sure, why not?" They being, you know, the bloodline. So now he's a hitman. Uh, well, oh, it's one of. I think either he has some personal beef with Cody. Or he's always just been a cold-hearted hitman. That's and no, you you're you're missing the dot. You're trying to connect is that Paul Heyman hired Brock Lesnar to take out Cody Rhodes because he didn't want Roman Reigns to face him again because Cody Rhodes was going to beat Roman Reigns. Oh, and see, and then that puts us back in the same place before when when Brock when Paul what said I was trying to when when Paul told Roman I was trying to protect you from Brock and that pissed Roman off. Well, so yeah. I mean, so now I'm, I, I'm, I want to know what Ray I'm is. going with. I don't like your neck tattoo, pal. Yeah. Pal. That, that's, I, that's my storyline. I actually, I actually think it's jealousy. Oh, okay. Well, I uh, mean, that's a great okay. storyline. I think it's jealousy that Roman Brock could never, ever face Roman again for the world title. As long as he, he has this reign. That was in contract. Right. So Brock is stuck. Dang. And Brock, like everybody, everybody expected Cody was the best chance. Cody was the best chance to beat Roman, and Cody had him. 
and Cody couldn't get it done. And that pissed Brock off because Brock couldn't fight for the title anymore. Yeah, because Brock's like, I got next. And now he doesn't got next. And now he doesn't got next. And I'll give you some context to why I think that's the case to the point about Paul Heyman being in charge of it. Backstage on Raw, Roman asked uh, Heyman, did you know that you know that Brock was going to be here? Paul was like, no. Why would I know anything about Brock? I don't have anything to do with Brock anymore. Like, so they tried to close that gap of could that could because, you know, we know the wise man's supposed to know everything going on, especially Brock. If Brock gets on a flight, so on and so forth. Um, that's my reasoning, because that was a personal beatdown. That wasn't a hitman beatdown. That was a personal beatdown. For him to end the show with the double birds, that was personal. That absolutely, just like when Brock came back to take out John Cena, that shit was personal. I don't fucking like you. Yeah. I think I don't I, I think that is jealousy that I don't like you. I was forced to step away and you couldn't take the ball. You fucked it up and I was stuck with this dude. I'm it's gonna be your ass since I can't beat his ass. Yeah. So basically like you had, you had one job, Cody, and you and you and you, and, and you, and you, you fucked it, it up. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, why don't we call the go home there? This has been a episode. <laughs> it's been interesting. Um, <laughs> yeah. So we'll go back around the room here and thank my co-hosts uh, from the DWI podcast, Bandwagon Nerds, BC Tunney. Sir, thank you for your input tonight. Sorry to drag you down this road, but thank you for your time. <laughs> oh, no, man. It's all good. I mean, uh, you can follow me at PC Tunney. Make sure you check out ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. Chairshot Radio Network, all your favorite streaming uh, platforms, and um, send your love mail to at it's Ray Cash R E Y is in Mysterio C A S H as in dollar sign. As, Ooh, as love every, as tweets. Oh yes. As everybody's favorite Hawkeye, Big E always says, "I don't need your love. Don't tweet me." Oh please. <laughs> Whatever. I try to flow, fly below that. I'm happy with my 352 followers, man. I don't get too deep in the shit. Hey, I'm almost at a thousand. I'm, if I actually tweeted, I'd probably get it, but I don't have tweets. So. Uh, yeah, I think if I tweeted more regularly, I just I don't. I, I hate it actually. I hate Twitter. I, I love interacting with you guys when I'm on there and I see some funny shit, and I'm glad to be in the chats with you guys. I hate Twitter as a whole. And from the Outsider's Edge, also the bandwagon nerds. He is the Yindy Rob's Yang and a pain in Rob's ass and a pain in PC Tunney's ass tonight. Too. No, no. <laughs> Mr. Ray nice. Cash. Sir, thank you for coming on two nights in a row. Thank you for your time. Hey, I appreciate it. I mean, I'm sorry I had to be the Debbie Donner of the show. No, this was a, this was a tough discussion tonight. I don't think anybody was a Debbie Downer. I think we all have varying opinions on all this. And the, the thing about it is, is we all were right from different angles. And, you know, that's 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 a tough spot to be in when, when we're talking about some of the content that we are. There, there was no easy way out of this one, unfortunately. So. Ray, Ray, my SNL brother, I wish I had the Rachel Dratch uh, wah, wah soundbite there on the Debbie Downer. Oh, <laughs> Downer. And from the Rob the Genius podcast, Mr. Rob, sir, thank you. Oh, no, thank you, Ray. I'm going to email you a bunch of spreadsheets. Oh, okay. God. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. Fail. Oh, God. Fail. Oh, send your email to Ed data and the father of facts and figures. Well, hey. My but e- he doesn't have that Bron calculator. My email address is gregdemarco at thechairshot.com. 
And now we've all got heat with Greg. <laughs> Welcome. This to the has club. been the WrestleMania Fallout episode of the Mindless Wrestling Podcast. Um, want to thank you guys for following us. Thank you guys for keeping up with us. Hopefully, we didn't lose you halfway through this show. If you made it, if you made it through to the end, bless you and thank you. Remember, you, you can call me. it pro wrestling. You can call it sports entertainment. You can call it whatever you want, but call it in the ring. I didn't fuck it up tonight. If you there listen you to last night's show, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And we're out of here till next week. <laughs>